say that getting in shape is hard, but no one told you about the struggle. It's time for you to get healthy, but business and family make life complicated. Discover all the high-performance secrets that founders and busy entrepreneurs use to ensure they stay fit and lean, no matter how busy they get. This podcast is a reminder to use those secrets, which make getting in shape easy and stress-free, while doing it in a way that fits your busy lifestyle. And ultimately, this will make you a better performer at work and home. You're listening to The High Performance Founder with your host, Dan Goh. What is up and welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you back, my friend. Uh, we are here. I'm doing this one from Kelowna, British Columbia. We've been traveling around. Uh, as you know, family's been a little bit nomadic and uh, we're testing out how life is in the West Coast. And uh, so far, so good. I love being around nature. I love being amongst the mountains and the hills. And, uh, and we even have some water around here. I actually got a nice little surf down in Tofino. And I thought it was going to be uh, ridiculously torturous in terms of how cold it would be. But, you know, with a five millimeter uh, wetsuit on, you, you can't really feel that much. <laughs> and in this uh, particular podcast, um, I want to talk to you about something that I feel is going to be is going to be more apparent as we get more into modern day living, which is the idea of getting in tune with your own circadian rhythms. I'm going to start you off with a little bit of a quote. And this one is from someone named Kang Kijaro Guyen. And he is a scientist uh, that, that has been studying circadian rhythms. And this is what he has to say. Basically, he says that we have made clocks that are perfectly in sync with the industrial machinery and the information age and perfectly out of sync with nature and our own circadian rhythm. So I have a couple questions for you right now. Do you ever feel a little bit off with your body and energy? Uh, maybe you're, uh, you're eating healthy, but you can't seem to kind of like shake the weight off, or maybe you feel like your body is in constant hunger mode. It's just craving foods that you shouldn't be eating. Uh, do you ever have trouble focusing for long periods of time? Do you ever, do you ever seem at times that you can't control your mood or maybe you're battling periods of low energy throughout the day and you can't seem to find the juice to play with your kids by the time your work day is done? Uh, if you said yes to any of these, then maybe it's time to start taking your circadian rhythms seriously. And the way in which we kind of figured these circadian rhythms out was very interesting. It actually started with mimosas. So the year is 1729, and the location is Paris, France. So French physicist Jacques d'Artus de Merin, I'm probably totally kiboshing that, uh, but he was studying a very peculiar plant. This uh, organism was actually called a mimosa. It was a mimosa pudica, to be exact. And the thing about these plants is they're very interesting in the fact that when you touch the leaves, their leaves start to curl in. And then after they feel like they're, I guess they're not being attacked or whatever it is, their leaves come out. If you actually go on Google and search out Mimosa pudica, you will actually see these uh, plants. You've probably seen them before. They're very, very interesting. And um, in terms of, in terms of what happens with these plants. So during the daylight hours, the, the shrub would actually open up its leaves quite like a flower. And at nighttime, it would actually close down and uh, close up its leaves for business and retract. 
So as interesting as this was, our scientists actually found something more interesting about this plane. So he did a test, right? He wanted, he, knowing the ability of the plane to shrink and contract, he set out conducting a very interesting experiment. So he placed this poor baby shrub in a box that blocked out the light. Then he let it sit for 24 hours, and then he just sat and observed the plant. What he found was that even though this little tiny shrub was put in the box and blocked away from light, it naturally knew when to open up its leaves and when to close them. It's as if they were on a schedule. So this tiny little experiment is actually one of the first known discoveries of our circadian rhythms, or you can call it your internal clock. So what is a circadian rhythm? A circadian rhythm is a biological cycle that runs for 24 hours every single day. They can influence your sleep-wake cycles, hormone release, your eating habits and digestion, body temperature, and other important bodily functions. They respond to light, darkness, eating habits, and physical activity. So this 24-hour process is driven by your own internal clock, and it's been widely researched in plants, animals, fungi, and yes, even humans. So simply put, yourself, me, your dog, your cat, your mom, your aunt, your dad, every other living thing on this planet has an internal clock that coordinates your daily rhythms. And actually, the the really cool thing is, is that this inner cycle was so important that they won, or the people who found this, won the 2017 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine. It was actually awarded to Jeffrey C. Hall, Michael Robash and Michael W. Young for discoveries that explain how plants, animals, and humans actually adapt to their biological rhythms so that they're synchronized with the Earth's revolutions. So I know that's a whole bunch of gobbledygook that I just put in there in terms of like, in terms of terms, but there is a very important reason why you should follow your circadian rhythm. So your body hasn't really evolved much since the prehistoric days you are still carrying the same biological equipment we had 20,000 years ago. Through the age of humanity, our bodies have actually gotten used to a certain rhythm of living life. Now, the problem is, is that you know, following your rhythms in the information age, the age that we're in right now, is extremely hard. Okay, Every day, we're going to bed a little bit later than we should. We're overeating food and drink, which makes us rounded weak. We're snacking all the freaking time. We avoid physical activity like it's going to give us the rabies or something, you know, and we're looking at screens for 80% of our waking days right up until the time that we go to sleep. And unfortunately, all of this and much more actually leads to low energy, constant weight gain, and according to research, eventual disease. Now, one of the things that we do with our clients uh, in terms of intaking them is lining up their diet and even like their workouts to their circadian rhythms. And we actually give them, uh, sometimes we give them blue light blockers, depending on what they're doing before they go to sleep at night to further entrain their circadian rhythms. And what we find is when we actually start to help our clients get more in touch with their natural rhythms, the process of dieting becomes much easier. And not only are they losing weight, but they're not feeling hungry while they're doing it. They're feeling like their appetite is uh, their appetite is suppressed to a very large degree. They're feeling energy while they're actually in the deficit, which is pretty is which is actually pretty hard to do. 
Anytime someone's trying to lose weight, you're actually taking away energy. People, uh, the clients that we have, while they're losing weight, they actually find that they're gaining a little bit of energy. And yes, it does have to do with the fact that they are getting in shape, but it also has to do with the fact that they are finding out how to live like a normal human being does. And they are actually getting in touch with their natural rhythms. So here's the science behind the circadian rhythms right here. So number one is, is that your circadian rhythms are controlled by a group of nerves in the hypothalamus of the brain known as a suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is known as your master clock, or we can call it the SCN for short. Now, I may be throwing a bunch of terms at you, uh, which which could confuse you a little bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna consolidate it down and I'm gonna make sure we simplify it. So think of like the SCN or the suprachiasmatic nucleus as uh, almost like a signaler to a certain extent. So your master clock is basically a signaling center that responds to environmental clues, cues, as well as uh, physical cues as well, all right? So things like light, dark, physical activity, and eating habits. So when certain cues are expressed, your body actually triggers the release of certain hormones. Of They regulate temperature. They influence sleep and metabolism. So a number, uh, one example of a circadian rhythm is having a habit of waking up and immediately going and uh, going number one and going number two. If you don't know what number one and number two is, number one is taking the piss. Number two is taking the shit. Okay, so you have this habit. You wake up. You immediately go and you uh, you go number one and number two. And this is actually a process that is automated by your body. It's a sign of a automated circadian rhythm. Another example of a circadian rhythm is that uh, when the sun starts to go down, your body actually starts to prepare for sleep by producing melatonin. You don't even have to do anything. Your body does this on its own. And when it does this, more, more melatonin in your body actually causes you to be sleepy by the time that you should be going to sleep, thus preparing you for bed. But when things are out of balance, right, pretty much what happens is, is that you will start to feel the symptoms of what a disrupted circadian rhythm looks like. If you're, if things were always in balance, then you wouldn't necessarily be feeling uh, periods of low energy in, in like the afternoon or actually in the morning time or whatever it is. When things are out of balance, then you will start to see symptoms of a disrupted circadian rhythm. So this can have a domino effect that can lead to a number of physical ailments. So like things like changes in sleeping pattern, changes in eating patterns, traveling to different time zones like I am right now. Like when I came to Kelowna, I was about three hours behind. So my body was automatically waking me up at uh, at 3.30 and sometimes at 4.30 because I wake up at, uh, at 6.30 usually when I'm back in Toronto. So what I did for myself is... I started to entrain my own circadian rhythms by uh, at least doing what I could by getting my myself into sunlight, uh, sticking with the same eating schedule on Pacific Coastal time, and also getting my workouts in during the same times that I normally would have got them in uh, when if I was in Toronto. Right. So if you actually want to see a very quick example of a dis disruptive circadian rhythm, all you got to do is observe new moms and new dads. Right. When a new kid comes into the picture, their rhythms are going to be completely thrown off. So what happens when a new baby comes? They actually say that a guy drops uh, a number of points in testosterone when the baby comes. And they, they actually correlate this with the baby coming 
But the reality is, is that when the baby is here, things happen. You become sleep deprived. You eat at random times. And then in general, you, you stop to a certain degree for a lot of people, they stop being physically active because all they're doing is just tending to the needs of the baby. So have you ever heard of the freshman 15, right? Well, there, for a lot of pregnancies, right? There, there are what we call the love pounds, even for the, even for the husband, which is an extra 15 or so pounds of weight gain for both parents when the child comes into their lives. Because you see, when a new child comes into the picture, the rhythms are completely thrown out of whack. You may notice this if you're a parent, like new child comes in, you're snacking at these weird times, you're eating uh, comfort food a lot more so than usual. You're not necessarily getting exercise and your sleep gets disrupted. So what's going to happen? Obviously, you're going to be gaining weight. And obviously, these things that happen that cause you to gain weight are going to drop your testosterone. So all of these things combined create a massive disruption of life itself. And your body responds with low energy, mood swings, increased appetite, weight gain, and accelerated aging. So if you don't follow your circadian rhythms, they actually find that it can lead to a compromised body and health. So your rhythms are actually way more important than you think. So researchers are actually starting to find that not honing in on your circadian rhythms can have a number of negative impacts on your health and body. So in a large study of more than 8,000 workers from 40 different organizations, researchers actually found that shift workers were more likely to suffer from infectious diseases, ranging from the common cold to stomach infections than non-shift workers. So these observations actually show us that when our rhythm is off and we come in contact, we can actually come in contact with everyday bugs and viruses that we're normally resistant to, and this can actually cause serious illness. So bad lifestyle habits directly affect your circadian rhythms. While they may not kill you in the strictest of senses, they will make you vulnerable to factors that can kill you over time and make life just increasingly over unbearable. So some of the things that happen as a result of having a disrupted circadian rhythm are a fat gain, increased hunger, accelerated aging, changes in mood, neurological disorders, metabolic disorders, insomnia, hormone disruption, elevated blood pressure, and cardiovascular disease. Now, while this may sound like your life has to be super perfect in order to be in tune with these rhythms, actually the funny fact is, is that you can entrain one part of your life to a specific rhythm. You may find things actually fall into place. This happens a lot with our clients. Um, when they stop, uh, when they start a hard fast after their dinner time, which is usually about three to four hours before they go to sleep, they find that their, uh, their energy is up because they're sleeping a lot better. And because of the fact that they're sleeping a lot better, they find that their appetite is actually uh, largely controlled. Because if you know anything about appetite and sleep deprivation is that uh, sleep deprivation can actually increase uh, appetite and kind of uh, decrease your, your body's ability to signal to you when it's full, when it doesn't want to eat. So you can actually train your circadian rhythms to work for you. You can actually manage your day-to-day -day rhythms so they can start working for you instead of against you, right? It's just a matter of a small, it's just a matter of a few couple tweets. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with the podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Dan and the rest of the team put together the High Performance 7. It's a free online course that helps entrepreneurs get lean, build muscle, and increase energy in a way that fits their lifestyle. We go over things like how to burn fat like a 20-year-old, the lazy man's way to building muscle, the 10-minute Superman system, the lead domino that makes all other things easy, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, 
you can access the High Performance 7 100% free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get full access, all you have to do is go to www.highperformance7.com. It's high performance, all spelled out, and the number 7.com. And fill out the short form there for us to give you full access. Once again, www.highperformance7.com. Now, back to the show. What can you do to actually start training your rhythms? Now, I want to share this quote with you that uh, one of my friends, Jordan Gray, I think he said it in one of his blogs, but it, it, it basically, it got me because uh, it was just so simple and it's just so trite. I love it. So his quote is, you know what's sexier than slowly killing yourself with drugs, alcohol, late nights, and junk food? Having a regular sleep schedule, eating ample amounts of nutrient-dense foods, and having your finances in order. So with that being said, doing being a normal, healthy human being is enough to start entraining your circadian rhythms and to start taking advantage of uh, of these rhythms to, to start benefiting you. So one of the ways that you can do this is, number one, start fixing, fixing your sleeping patterns. Now, I, I believe I did a podcast all on sleep and how to get better sleep, but I will be doing going a little bit more in depth into it. I feel like you should spend ample time uh, not only quantifying, but increasing the quality of your sleeping habits because you're doing this for one third of your life. So the way in which you fix your circadian rhythms, one of the best ways is to actually fix, to actually start with your sleeping patterns. You help your body sync up to your master clock by keeping regular waking and sleeping times. So keeping your times within a half an hour of each other, you know, especially on weekends, all right? Don't be the guy that goes to sleep at like, let's just say like 10 p.m. on weekdays and then goes to sleep at 1 p.m. on weekends. That is a quick way to really, to really quote unquote, fuck your shit up. So, so have a regular sleep and wake patterns and they can be within the half hour of each other. Part of the things that we do with our clients is uh, we make sure that they wear blue light blockers at least like three to four hours before they go to sleep. They're doing a hard fast after the final meal. Um, they're blacking out their rooms. They're putting on sleep masks. They're making sure that the temperature is cool. They're doing basically everything they can to set themselves up for an incredible night of sleep. And then uh, once you do this, then obviously it is going to affect your circadian rhythms in a very positive way. The other way in which you can start entraining your circadian rhythms is having a habitual schedule of fasting and feasting. You know, when it comes to eating, your body actually loves to be on a routine. That's why if you see people who have random uh, eating habits, they usually tend to tack on the most weight because they, their bodies are basically hungry almost like, you know, from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep. So getting your body on a natural rhythm of eating actually works best for your lifestyle. So we actually find that uh, once they do this and they actually find a good, a good sleeping uh, or sorry, a good eating routine, they say it makes the process of losing weight and getting in shape a lot easier because their, their appetite and their cravings are in check. So one of the ways in which we do this with our clients is uh, we talked about the hard fast after their dinner. They're, they're doing a hard fast right after dinner time. Uh, no food goes into the stomach. I actually got a, uh, I talked to one of our clients, this guy, Deb, really cool guy. And then he, uh, 
he basically said, hey, I did my, I did a hard fast after my last meal and I proceeded to have one of the best sleeps I've ever had in my life. And you can do that just by not having, and, and if you think in general, like if you're eating right before you go to sleep, uh, your body is actually trying to prepare itself for sleep. And then when you put food into it, you're, you're forcing your body to digest while it is trying to prepare you for sleep. Guess what's going to happen? Shit's going to get fucked up. <laughs> so make sure that you have, or make sure you try to get a habitual schedule of feasting and fasting. And then obviously you want to do this with whole nutrient dense foods, preferably on the high protein side of things. All right. Um, and we can talk about uh, a little bit later in some podcasts about uh, just meal timing strategies, but we'll get into that probably in the future podcasts. So number three, getting at least daily physical activity. And I actually want to throw a caveat in there with like at least three workouts a week of the somewhat intense variety, whether it's lifting weights or whatever you choose to do for your workouts. So physical activity, whether it's through cardio or lift or weightlifting has been known to help and train your circadian rhythms because of its effect, its positive effect on sleep. So you're starting to find that your muscles actually have your own circadian rhythms to when they like to be worked too. So when you do these intense workouts, try to do them at the same times. And actually I find that everyone's everyone's uh, patterns are a little bit different. Uh, you have uh, larks and you have night owls, but in general, you want to do your physical activity sometime in the afternoon. If you're waking up in the morning, uh, this is probably one of the best times that your body's primed for for being at its strongest and uh, having the most endurance try to avoid having nighttime workouts at least three hours prior to bed i know some anomalies that can work out right before bed and go to sleep but most people if they work out right before they go to sleep they're going to be hyped up and they're not going to want to go to sleep so that can actually disrupt your sleeping patterns so morning or afternoon workouts are always best but just getting some form of daily physical activity and i say daily physical activity on uh, the very simple side, it's like getting 8,000 to 10,000 steps per day, uh, just getting out there, pacing, whatever it is, getting out some walks. For some people, it's cardio um, and yeah, three workouts a week, okay? Three workouts, preferably strength training-wise or whatever that you choose that's going to be intense. The other way to entrain your circadian rhythm is to actually get more sun exposure. So right when you're waking up, uh, you know, if you have, if you are in a place that is sunny, try to get as much sun onto your eyes. We actually call this sun gazing. And I remember I was listening to a podcast with Andrew Huberman and Tim Ferriss, where uh, Tim would actually uh, exercise first thing in the morning in front of the sun. He wouldn't look directly at the sun, but you just get it on his body, get it on his eyelids. And, uh, and I believe uh, Andrew Huberman just gets out and he just walks and he gets the the sunlight directly on his eyelids so we call it sun gazing but you're not looking directly at the sun uh you're literally uh just uh, kind of closing your eyes and letting the sun kind of just ensconce you <laughs> that's probably the best way i can say it so sunlight should be and can be the trigger that actually resets your circadian clock it is uh is essentially a timing timing cue or, or a zeitberger as researchers call it so the sun entrains your physiology and getting more of it actually helps prevent critical illnesses. Uh, sunlight can and should be used to, to trigger, should be the trigger that resets your circadian clock on the daily. So this is, this is actually the problems that we're facing right now with the fact that when people are looking at their phones right before they go to sleep, it is essentially like looking at the sun right before you go to sleep. What do you think, what kind of message do you think you're sending to your body by doing that? 
So that's why people feel like that's actually a big reason why people can't really go to sleep. It's a big reason why people wake up in the middle of the night. It's just because that they've been entraining their circadian clocks that uh, they are awake. They, they are awake at like 10 or 11 at night. So you have to understand the sun is critical, but you know, again, also on the flip side, uh, uh, phones and screens, not necessarily great at entraining your circadian rhythms. This is the reason why we, uh, recommend blue light blockers at night so you can actually block out the blue light you can still kind of be on these screens and it's still still be able to go uh, and go to sleep at a normal time i remember i was working with um with a family member and one of the things that so he used to go to sleep at like 1 1 a.m and he was a kid he was like well i call him a kid he was like 25 years old uh, but he was basically going to sleep at 1 a.m i got him to put on the blue light blockers at seven i think it's like six or seven p.m uh, the night before, uh, just to start. And then he found himself going to sleep at 10 and he found himself waking up at six. And then he was coming back to me. He's like, Dan, I wake up at six and I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, uh, well, this is what happens when you actually do normal human things and you actually live like a normal human being. And, uh, and yeah, he's, uh, he, overall, he likes waking up. He's, he's actually turned into a morning person. So one of the things that you actually have to realize about uh, about this whole circadian rhythm aspect of things is that, you know, not everyone is the same. Uh, you have two, I, I look at it as two different types of people. You have people who actually are night owls who can get most of their work done at night, who actually have the night as one of their most productive uh, times. Uh, sometimes it's for, sometimes it's not, but they actually, they actually find that they can stay up super late and, uh, they find themselves to be night owls, right? I'm going to say that there's a very small percentage of people who are actually like this, super small. In a, in a good, and I would say that most times when people think they're night owls, it's just because they have just shitty sleeping habits. That's it. So they put the blue light blockers on, they stayed away from screens, uh, they ate their meals and, and trained their bodies the right way, then they wouldn't necessarily be night owls. They would want to wake up pretty early and be normal human beings. But I know and I have to say that there is a caveat that there are some people out there who are night owls. And then for the most part, all of us are, are pretty much larks. We get up and we uh, we go down with the timing of the sun. And that is just who we are as people. And most times about a good portion, actually, most people out there are more like that. So to summarize, okay, so our circadian rhythms are a 24-hour cycle that influence sleep-wake cycles, hormone release, eating habits, digestion, body temperature, and other bodily functions. Number two, they respond to light, darkness, eating habits, and physical activity. Number three, if you don't follow your circadian rhythms, this can actually lead to some seriously bad health stuff over the course of time. And number four is that you can entrain your rhythms to start working for you instead of against you. And I, and honestly, I feel like this is one of the biggest changes that we make to our clients' bodies, which is the fact that we just get them back in touch with their natural rhythms when it comes to uh, sleeping, eating, and, uh, and working out. And then once we can do that, the whole process of getting in shape just becomes so much easier for them because they're getting more energy, they're actually having less appetite, they're feeling less hungry, and they're just feeling like normal again. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I hope I didn't get too technical with you on all of these terms. And uh, and I would suggest to go further into research 
on these circadian rhythms, I do feel like this is one of the areas of your life, of everyone's life that we can get in touch with, that is very accessible to us, is very free. And it's something that we can entrain. If you want to entrain it and you want to start getting in shape, you can do that with us. Obviously, you can sign up for coaching or sign up for the membership site. Or you can uh, actually a book to get started with would be called The Circadian Code by Sachin Panda. Very good, uh, very good book, actually, should say. Dr. Sachin Panda, Panda, Panda. Um, yeah, that is a great book to start with as well. And uh, yeah, and just in general, I feel like if you can start in training your circadian rhythms and then start getting in touch with your natural rhythms of life, uh, you will feel so much better on a day-to-day basis. And I've seen this so many times with so many clients that it's become a truth in my life. So hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you got a lot out of it. And I will see you on the next one. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're tuning in from. Help Dan and the rest of the team get the word out to more entrepreneurs like yourself and leave an honest review for the show. It would mean the world to us if you can help in those two ways. Dan reviews all the feedback on the show, so we can't wait to hear what you've got for us. This show is made for your benefit, so be sure to reach out if you have any ideas on topics that we can cover on the show or people we should interview. You're listening to the High Performance Founder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Yeah,